You either like it or you don't. And a lot of times when I dig into questions with Black women um, about men especially, they're either like, wow, this is really helpful or what you talking about? Oh my God, Mm -mm. I don't have time for that. And I'm like, sis, you are saying that you want these things, but you're not ready for it. And you're not accountable for your part. You don't want to see the air of your ways. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And, and there, there are, there are some. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. And, and and you're not even the woman right now, present day. If this mm-hmm. is triggering you, when um, C is saying things like this, or what I say on my platform, if it's triggering you, you are not even the woman, like you said, who is ready for somebody like a Russell Wilson. And what I wrote yes. down in my notes after I saw your the comment on Facebook, I said, you know, it's funny that we find attractive the men like future. We don't actually accept a Russell Wilson, even though that's what we say we want. Mm-hmm. We don't even know how to have the kind of relationship that it would require to be mm-hmm. with somebody like Russell. And honestly, this is what we assume. We don't mm-hmm. know Russell Wilson, nor do we know future. We could assume by their yes. actions, right? Yes. And yes. so what I hear when I when I hear black women say, oh, Sierra's prayer, I want a Russell Wilson. You want a man who is doing the actions that we are assuming of Russell. And mm-hmm. we don't want the actions of what we are assuming is correct, dead correct, younger, not right, woman, what happened. Right. But but I, I do you find I feel like a lot of a lot of us like that relationship dynamic, the one that would be with future, because that's all we know sometimes. So let's let's kind of break down those two things, because a lot of of what you're describing essentially is alpha and beta characteristics. Okay. Okay. Um, And so let's we would we could put Russell from what we've seen right Mm -hmm. in the category of a beta and we could put future in the category of an alpha. So let's talk about the differences and then the attraction. So someone like future, if he were, in fact, an alpha male. Welcome to my party. That's how we do around here. This is Single You, the podcast. I am your host, Rika, and I am an NLP certified life coach and also the founder of Single You Academy. That is my online coaching program. You know what I do? I help the ambitious millennial single woman discover her worth. That means you. So that you, girl, can stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser. So if you are a woman who is sick of having an unsuccessful single life, if you are sick of the revolving door of dysfunctional relationships, listen, they may have a different name, but it's the same type of relationship. Or you're doing the tug of war back and forth with the same guy and you're sick of that. 
you want better when it comes to men and setting boundaries, knowing yourself, understanding your worth, and what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. Yeah, I'm willing to bet nobody has ever had that conversation with you. But listen, I'm not here to judge. I have an abusive ex and an ex that cost me $10,000. Yeah, stick around, listen to the podcast enough, and you will hear those stories. All right, so you've come to the right place if you need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and that you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Yeah, I'm a certified life coach, but I will tell you this. I am no expert. I just learned a few things that I would like to teach you as well. You know, as Maya Angelou says, once you learn, you teach. And when you know better, you do better. So now that I'm doing better, I am reaching back out for you, girl. Here's my hand. Grab it. So thank you and welcome. You're in the right place. I got you if you got you. This is Single You, the podcast. Hey, thanks for being here. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. So today I'm actually going to re- be recording with uh, one of my bison sisters. Like, I, I'd be so mad when I meet somebody from Howard and we went to Howard at the same time. And I'm like, how come we didn't know each other then? Because you're so cool. We would have been friends, blah, blah, blah. So today's topic that we're going to um, have is with Candace Anderson, and we'll call her C for today. She is a licensed therapist, advocate, and speaker. Um, And she is dedicated to educating and empowering others, specifically in the areas of domestic violence, sexual assault, and wellness. So you see why I decided to have her on my platform today. Welcome to Single You, the podcast. Hey, Bison. Hey. But I'd be so mad when I meet a new, like, somebody who went to Howard at the same time as I did. Mm -hmm. Like, how come we didn't know each other at Howard? I know, right? (laughs) And we have some of the same friends as well, but that is the life when you're at Howard. When you're in your school, you in your school. Yes. Like I knew nobody from school to be because it was not in the Valley. So all of my friends were science majors. (laughs) Which is how you you definitely know Scott. But yeah, no, I was in school of C, um, but I know Scott from uh, WHBC. That's where I started radio, man. So personality since I was 19. Crazy. And I'm sure you can hear my dogs barking at the wind. So anyway, how did you get into, um, I know your major was psychology at Howard. Had you always wanted to be a psychologist or like, why was that the the lane that you decided to go in? Um, So I'm gonna have to sip just a little bit of tea on that one because the story is so funny. So I came to Howard and I was actually pre-dental because I wanted to go into, dentistry and I wanted to be an orthodontist um and then at the end of my junior year I was like I don't like blood I don't like blood and smells and you know because the pre-professional program had this like uh spring break so you could shadow people at the hospital so I was like I don't like this this I this can't be my life so I was like, what do I want to do? So I took a couple of different classes. I took a, like anthropology and a psych class. And the psych class I took was phenomenal mm. and blew my mind. And I was like, bet this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And that's how I chose it. Yeah. And I, sometimes I wish um, 
no, all the time I wish that all of us had to take at least one um, psychology class, psych or mm-hmm. something, because it, it is the basis of us understanding ourselves way more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's psychology actually translates to the study of the soul. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's good. Yes. It's good stuff. It's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get into it. So again, um, if you're watching on Instagram and you want to see um, what C looks like, uh, all you have to do is go to the link in my bio and you will find my Facebook page and you can watch it live on Facebook here. So yeah, let's go ahead and get into it because you, you don't already drop, dropped a gem right now, the study of the soul. And somehow we became friends on Facebook um, and I'm sure it was just through the Howard whatever. Mm-hmm. And I started seeing your statuses and I was mm-hmm. like, like, I love, hold on, blue, <laughs> over here, dropping gems, dropping gems and saying Thank things you. that I'm like, wow, you know, I wish I could have said it that way or she's saying exactly what I'm saying. And then I found, found out that you were um, a psychologist and then you are also in this lane of wellness and sexual health and domestic violence, which is the lane that I'm in. So I wanted to have this conversation specifically with you around what we can learn about Will Smith and this whole Jada, whatever's happening. Cause everybody seems to be up in arms about Will and Jada. And when I say everybody, I mean, black men specifically, whatever. So, <laughs> and then um, black women are up in arms and a little frenzy about Sierra's prayer. Mm-hmm. So I wanna start with the first question. Um, so you wrote this status a while. Okay. Okay. What I write. And and I want girl and we and, and I want to unpack this as the psychologist <laughs> said. Okay. Okay. Um, you said prepare yourself for that which you hope to manifest. Why? So you can honor, grow, you can honor, grow it, and keep it. And you and you were um basically talking about Sierra's prayer. So how do we prepare for what we hope to manifest? What did okay, you mean so, that? What were your thoughts behind writing? Oh, yeah, certainly, certainly. So one, one correction, I'm not a psychologist. I'm a licensed therapist, so I just have to be very clear about my credentials. Um, but yes, so I am a, um, a believer in that we are the co-creators of our experiences. Whatever those experiences are, there's some energy that we put out that has essentially attracted those things to us. And so if we want to talk about manifestation, we are bringing those things that we want into fruition. And a lot of times we, we want something deeply, but we are not prepared to maintain it. So it's almost like I want that car. It's pretty, it's fast. I love it. But I didn't know that the oil change was $500. I didn't realize a full set of tires was twenty five hundred. This I wasn't ready for this. And I have found that it's the same way in relationships. So, for instance, the Sierra prayer, um, I kept hearing about it. So I went, I listened to it. Beautiful prayer. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm seeing people you know, women in particular, like, oh my gosh, she finally, she's released this prayer and how she manifested Russell Wilson. And I'm like, yes, sis, but have you done the inner work that is required to be able to keep, and I'm not talking about, you know, keep a man, but that is literally required to maintain such a beautiful gift. Are, have you done the inner work, right? So 
the opposite of that would be, are you cold? Are you mean to, to men? Somebody inboxed me today and said, I need you to teach me how to be nice to my man. <laughs> I mean, I, I, lo I love the self-awareness, but, and I was going to ask this later, but since you're here, let's go ahead and get into it. I okay. want to hear your thought though. Did, did you, did you want to finish that thought? <laughs> or so, yeah. so essentially I'm asking women, like, since you're praying this prayer, yeah. But are you in a space to not only receive this thing, but are you in a space to be able to maintain and not just maintain it, yeah. but to grow it, mm -hmm. to yeah. honor it? Yeah. 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 And so I want to be um, specific on who we're talking to right now, at least for my platform. This is my ideal client. You are a professional black woman, woman, woman of faith who is struggling in this area of relationships and you want to learn how to fall in love with yourself and you want to learn how to set and keep boundaries. That's what I do on my platform and inside of Single You Academy. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead <laughs> and go to the question that I was going to ask later. <laughs> A lot of Black women mm -hmm. do not want to be held accountable for their choices. Ma'am. Actions with men, okay? Ma'am. And and you know from and you know from my post like the the things that I that I bring light to you either like it or you don't yeah. and a lot of times when I dig into questions with black women um, about men especially they're either like wow this is really helpful or what you talking about oh my god mm -mm, I don't have time for that and I'm like sis. You are saying that you want these things, but you're not ready for it. And you're not accountable for your part. You don't want to see the air of your ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and there, there, are, there are some. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. And, and, and you're not even the woman right now, present day, if this mm -hmm. is triggering you when um, C is saying things like this or what I say on my platform, if it's triggering you, you are not even the woman, like you said, who is ready for somebody like a Russell Wilson. And what I wrote yes. down in my notes after I saw your the comment on Facebook, I said, you know, it's funny that we find attractive the men like future. We don't actually accept a Russell Wilson, even though that's what we say we want. Mm -hmm. We don't even know how to have the kind of relationship that it would require to be mm -hmm. with somebody like Russell. And honestly, this is what we assume. We don't mm -hmm. know Russell Wilson, nor do we know future. We could assume by their yes. actions, right? Yes. And yes. so what I hear when I when I hear black women say, Oh, Sierra's prayer, I want a Russell Wilson. You want a man who is doing the actions that we are assuming of Russell. And mm -hmm. we don't want the actions of what we are assuming is correct. Dead correct. Doctor, not right. woman, what happened. Right. But but I, I do you find I feel like a lot of a lot of us like that relationship dynamic, the one that would be with future, because that's all we know sometimes. So let's let's kind of break down those two things, because a lot of of what you're describing essentially is alpha and beta characteristics. OK. okay. Um, and so let's we would we could put Russell from what we've seen right mm -hmm. in the category of a beta and we could put future in the category of an alpha. So let's talk about the differences okay. and then the attraction. So. Someone like Future, if he were in fact an alpha male, they usually have their own 
opinions, meaning that they're not easily influenced by other people. They usually are very intentional about their purpose, their goals, what it is that they're trying to bring about. So they're not going to be flip-flop. They're not going to talk to their mama today. They're not going to talk to a homeboy tomorrow and every day they're changing their thoughts. They're also going to want to be the leader in the relationship Mm -hmm. and they're going to want a, a woman who is fully in her feminine energy characteristics, meaning someone that isn't resistant, someone that isn't arguing every five minutes, someone that is receptive and flowing and open and yielding. Okay. And then we look at someone like Russell Wilson. And again, we don't, we don't know them, right? We can only go off of what is, what is put out. Right. But I paid close attention to, there was a photo of Russell and Sierra and Sierra was very much in a masculine pose in the picture. And Mm. Russell was in a not so masculine pose in the picture. And guess what? That may work for them. He may very well be, what we would call a submissive man or a beta man, meaning um, he's going to be, he's going to put your dreams. I don't even say it like this. He's not going to put your dreams and goals before his um, necessarily, but he's going to be more apt to you leading the way. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot that, go, that goes into it. So then I also kind of want to add to that. Here's the thing about black women. And I ain't never been a white woman or an Asian woman or Latino sister. So I'm talking to black women from our experiences as a collective. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in our households, 60 to 70% of our households are matriarchal. Mm -hmm. They are run by, by women, by grandmothers, aunties, our mothers, right? These very strong uh, women. And when that happens, when you have um, children that grow up in households where there's a very strong female figure or a domineering, very dominant female figure, the, the, the female child often grows up to say, oh, that's what a woman does. A woman makes a decision. She, she handles all the bills. Yeah. She's, she yeah. um, is forceful. She makes things happen. She's not going to submit, talk, you know, uh, to any man. And then if you have a man that grows up in that environment and sees that, even if there's a two-parent household, but mom runs the household yeah. and dad is um, a little more um, emotionally or his presence isn't leading in the home. Or laid back. Ma- exactly. Yeah. Then men grow up to say, oh, so I let, I, I am used to women kind of making the decisions, saying what's what, I'm kind of at her beckoning call. And again, I'm not saying that either of these roles that there's anything wrong with it. But here's here's where the here's here's the caveat. If you are desiring a man to take charge, if you are desiring to have this ideal relationship, but you aren't ready to activate the feminine part of your energy because you've been this professional woman, you had to make decisions you're on the go, you're on the move, then guess what? Mm-hmm. Y'all are going to be button heads every day, all day long. Yeah. So yeah. That, is, yeah. that is what I say when I mention, are you prepared to do what is necessary for this to be a harmonious 
a union, a harmonious situation, right? Like we take on a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because, and and you can tell me if you're getting the same messages from Mm -hmm. women, um, but what I see, what I'm, what I have broken down and, and read about and really studied, and I'm not a licensed therapist. Um, I'm a certified life coach, but mm-hmm. all of the re- look at all these books behind me. Like, I, I swear, like yeah. in it, this is my lane. And I feel like what I actually hear from women when they're saying they want a Russell, they want the way Russell loves on Sierra they actually don't want to be the leader that Sierra may be in that relationship from kind of what you have gathered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they want the love that Russell is like, he's so dope. We, he loves, we could tell, right? Like mm-hmm. is, whether he's putting on a show or not, mm-hmm. it is coming off very well that mm-hmm. he loves Sierra. Mm-hmm. And we have never experienced that, um, especially if we did not grow up in a home with our fathers. Um, with now healthy I, fathers and, and with healthy fathers. Right. And now I did. And I've seen my dad love on my mom the way that Russell loves on Sierra. And so, yes, that is what I want. And unfortunately, I've never had that. I've never had that from a man. OK. Mm-hmm. And so, what are some of the things that women who want that, who want th- these are what my clients want, mm-hmm. what they tell me, women who want that. What are some of the things that we are going to have to work on to get that. Because a lot of us, my, my ideal clients are the professional women that we talk about. The professional black woman mm-hmm. who is used to being the boss. You're climbing up that a- the HR ladder, mm-hmm. whatever ladder. Mm-hmm. You own your own business like me. And I do have a lot of masculine energy, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that I had to work on. So yeah. my question to you is one, is that the same message that you're getting? from what women want when yes. they say, I want to wrestle. Yes. Okay, number two, who is the woman that we need to become to get that? So let's say you are ready to learn how to do the work to be happy, single, truly, not performing confidence, not pretending. You don't want to be bitter and you want tools to do better in this area of self-love and relationships. And you know you have nothing else to lose. What do you have to lose? You're ready to work on you. You just don't know where to start. You need help to get rid of the shame you have in this area of your life of self-love, relationships, and boundaries. And you want peace. And you want to feel like you can trust yourself again. In that case, I invite you to apply to Single You Academy. You don't know where to start? Start with me. Applications for Single You Academy will be open until I fill five more slots. I only have five slots left. So how will you be going into 2022? We will review applications on a first come first serve basis. So if you want this girl, go after it. I cannot wait to be your coach. I am already claiming it, okay? So thank you for your consideration. I look forward to learning way more about you and how we might be able to help you here at Single You Academy. So go ahead and send me a DM. My DM is always open to you. Send me the word boundaries and I'll know exactly what you're talking about. Or you can go ahead and click the link in the show notes and complete our application. Once you complete that, you and I will get on a free consultation call and we will go from there, okay? If you have any questions, let me know. Like so what do we need to work on. Right. So I think 
I, I literally had this conversation with a good friend of mine. Her name is also Candace. <laughs> um, <I can't>, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we were talking and we were just talking about there, there's a lost art of softness when it comes to being a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lost art of receptivity, of being open to hear, to listen, to not have to be in control all the time. Because here's what happens. We are either hurt in previous relationships or we saw, you know, mama get hurt or mama get cheated on. And yep. we internalize that. And then we become, nobody's going to do that to me. I'm a boss. I'm a boss B, which I hate that terminology. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm just like men, you know, a man who wants a woman, a man who is attracted to femininity is wanting someone that is soft that can listen, I'm talking about actively listening, not listening to respond, to argue. That's a headache for a man to have to, to fight over what is what is just, it could be something so simple, the park, a parking space. Yeah, yeah. Right? That or, or he wants to go with you to the store because it's 9 p.m. and it's dark. Well, I don't need you to go with me. I'm this. Exactly. Yeah, let him, co- let him cover you. Yeah, because 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 here's here's the thing you allowing you falling into your softness does not equate to you being weak or helpless. Say that again, because I need to hear that you falling into your softness does not equate to you being weak or helpless. Yeah, yeah. And can I also add this because I am that woman who used to be afraid of that. And these are the things that once I reached the brick wall of relationships and said, this cannot be life. I will never date again if this is relationships. Right. And, I, and, and the first thing I, I asked myself was how did I get here? And I had to look back on how did I get here? And not to mm, dismiss anything that they did to me because I was emotionally abused and financially Yes, abused. that is quite different. Right. And, and I was never physically abused, but definitely mm-hmm. emotionally and financially. Um, but, but one of the things that when I got out of the relationship, I did realize I had some things to work on, especially being softer, mm-hmm. being with, like a Russell Wilson, I'm done with the futures. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I, and um, I knew that I needed to be softer. And, and at first, um, now I've been on my journey since 2017, but at first I was like, okay, but that's a little scary and I don't want to be vulnerable with anybody. But that goes back to your point to your, mm-hmm. where you said, yeah. are you even ready for the man that you actually say that you want? Yes, because that's that's going to, you being able to be vulnerable, right? First there comes safety. Yeah. I have to feel safe and then I can start to trust and then I can open myself up and be vulnerable. But if you don't even feel safe with a man, period, and you've not worked on those issues and you've not um, come to the end of your pain to start healing. Mm. Then how, sis, how Mm. are you going to even be vulnerable, vulnerable enough to be? Because see, here's the thing. And I'm not even going to, I'm not talking about submission. I'm talking about this, this whole concept of the feminine energy. It's a very powerful space to be in. When you think about ancient stories of, of kingdoms, who has the king's ear? His wife, the queen. His queen. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. She's an over there like, uh-uh, Prometheus, you need to be um <laughs> right. Right. 100%, 100%, 100%. And literally, like I went to when I had to kind of temper myself because what I saw was like it literally like it was like this is this is repulsive. But I spoke at a um at a couple's brunch, right? And the the event was was beautiful, but the hardness of the women, even the women that were there to share their stories with their spouse, the body language of the husbands, like they didn't even want to talk. Like the women were taking over. And when I got up to talk about the very same concepts that you and I are discussing, I saw eye rows and I saw neck rows and I saw, I don't know what she talking about. I said, your, your word, like you, your presence is supposed to be as sweet as honey to your man. Yeah. Yeah. But we are so afraid of getting hurt. We so are so afraid. afraid of repeating the patterns that a lot of us saw in our household. But guess what? Let's talk about how you get hurt. Right. Number one, by abandoning yourself. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. so by, by leaving behind Ahead, the, the, by leaving behind the standards, and I'm not talking about he got to have six figures and he got to drive a that. Maserati. When I say standards, I'm talking about you being respected and honored. That's a standard. And, when, and yep, go ahead. No, no, yeah, 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 yeah right. So, so you get hurt by denying, ignoring, and fantasizing about a relationship that he already told you he didn't want or entering into a situation thinking that time, the passage of time will change his mind and his position. He told you he didn't want to have kids. Yeah. Now you've invested three years and your biological clock is ticking and he still doesn't want to have kids. But he told you that on the second date, ma'am, what you doing? Yes. But now you hurt and you, Oh, I wasted three years of my life and he hurt me. Oh, yeah. and then, and no. then, and then you did that to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Take it. Like we talked about earlier, take accountability. Take accountability for the things that you have ignored, have swept under the rug, have avoided, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. have fantasized. The red flags that you saw waving and you thought it was carnival. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. And you said something and I, and I wrote it down. You said, this is how we get hurt by abandoning ourselves. And so what, what my mind went to is how many times I lowered my standards because I wanted to get the goal of having a marriage, right? There you go. So I'm watching Marriage at First Sight, and one of my friends told me to watch this trash show. I'm me too. And I just feel like, and this is off of my assumptions, obviously, because I don't know these people, but how desperate, like, it just seems desperate because I feel like most people just want the wedding. They just and I think that you're I think that you're correct in that. And let's talk about that. And again, this isn't hard and fast, but this is very much a driving force for a lot of our sisters, mm -hmm. because historically we were told and we're socialized to believe that for a woman, marriage is the ultimate goal of womanhood. Yes. 
Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hence the whole like, oh, you're not married. So you're an old maid, right? You're 25. And you're not married. You're an old maid. Yeah. Life is over. Life is over. Right. And then there's some other things that kind of go with that, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so we've been, been uh, socialized that, you know, even when we're little girls, like we, we fantasize about what our wedding will be like our mom or our, or our dad or someone has read us these stories of fairy tales. And we start to, to have these, these fantasies that kind of imprint upon us and become a part of our, of our psyche, of our, of our plan subconsciously or consciously. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, it, it tricks us into whatever it costs to get the gold I'm willing to do. I'll do it. I'll do it. And I tell women, all the time that marriage having kids number one is not for everybody number two does not make you whole and number three is not a goal those are milestones milestones are different from goals a goal is something that you see you want and you go i want it i'm gonna get it i got i want it i got it right (laughs) right right okay a milestone is something that comes with preparation the maturation, the, the the growth over the passage of time, growth that can only come with the passage of time. Okay. And so a milestone, oh, now you are 16, you get your license, you're ready to drive a car, you've practiced, you've tested, you are ready for this responsibility. Um, oh, you've completed this four-year degree and you've been your degree has been conferred and you have all the rights and privileges of this degree because you have completed the education required in the in the comps and the thesis the thesis and all these things, right? But people just hop out here all willy-nilly <laughs> wanting to get married because they think that that is the cornerstone yeah. of a successful existence. Mm. And Instagram, right? The things that we see, the 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 pomp and circumstance, the fair fear that goes along with marriage that we see is testament to that, that it's not about the relationship because there are plenty of red flags along the way and people think that, oh, when I get married, a switch will flip and this will be fine. Not knowing that marriage will exacerbate all of those things. They become bigger. For me, he'll change that bad habit for me. He'll change this red habit. Yes. So wonderful. Yes. (laughs) And we'll have a fruitful, fulfilling and- Yes. (laughs) And that's not the case. And so- on the flip side of that is a marriage not working out, someone divorcing and then believing that they're a failure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I tell women all the time, if you stay in a relationship or a marriage until the point where it gets bad, you have stayed beyond the expiration date. The expiration date comes when you figure out that you are not compatible and this relationship is not working. The whole, well, we're going to try to make it work. That's not, that's not, how, it, that's not how any of this works. <laughs> <laughs> not how any of it works yeah no no so if you have stayed where you're you know you're you're cussing each other you're you're cheating and all these other things have happened the milk has spoiled and you are drinking spoiled milk you so, should have yeah right exactly and and i to your point i feel like if if the relationship and this is a dating relationship i um I am speaking to you, single woman. If you are not married, don't have your name on somebody's certificate. You are you are single. If the relationship is not fruitful, flourishing, or fulfilling, and you guys broke up, that is not a failure. That's no. Not yes, because yes. Mm-hmm. And I like to look at 
um, uh, kind of explaining it in this way, right? So the dating process is a time for gathering information to see yep. if there's a good fit, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You know, like when you go in for an interview and you sit down and you're answering questions, sometimes you have assessments, sometimes there's a, there's a, you know, a three interview process to actually fulfill the position. Um, and even when you get the position, there's a 90 day probationary period, right? To see, yeah. do we work together? Is this a good fit? And if we're not, then we can separate because if not, we're going to harm the company and you're probably going to do some harm to your reputation, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you're in a relationship and you're gathering this information, oh, oh, he, okay, hygiene is an issue, mm, right? Or, oops, wait a minute, he's not savvy financially or, oh, he has a character flaw that is systemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> whatever that character flaw, flaw may be or yeah. you want kids he doesn't yes. you're 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 muslim he is not yes. you prefer um you have kinks that he does not and he is completely vanilla these are times to gather that information yeah yeah or he's quick to anger um, he's extremely insecure. Those are the men's that the, the men that I run into in mm-hmm. my past. Mm-hmm. Rika, mm-hmm. and all my exes were very insecure, and they uh, about like where they felt my place in this world was. They were very jealous of my two parent household and mm-hmm. my household, being a radio personality, owning my own house. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they didn't have those things. And mm-hmm. when you don't like yourself, those are the things that can make you insecure. So then you take that out on me. Um, uh, they become very controlling. There are all of these red flags that we mm-hmm. pack up. And, uh, but we'll say, I don't know if you're on Twitter, but there was maybe four weeks ago or something, everybody was airing out what red flags were. And none of them, yeah. none of them t- that I saw were, were real. The, the real ones that you need <laughs> to be watching out for. Um, what, what red flags <laughs> like manipulation look like and controlling and stuff. Right. Like, oh, if she don't like Jordans, that's red flag. Or if he don't know how to cook, yeah. red flag. Da-da. Yeah. Like, no. Right, right. <laughs> so many red flags that we pass up and then we get a year in, two years in, um, and we're, we, we act like we're surprised because he is being who he's always been. Um, so, so let me, I want to interject for a minute because you said something that I want to offer an alternative vantage point on. When you were listing the things that the men in your past that you perceived they were jealous of, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear that a lot. And actually what I find is that they're not jealous of a woman's self-sufficiency because actually most men would like for a woman to be self-sufficient to an extent Mm -hmm. but the issue right the rub comes in where because the woman has accomplished all these things she believes that she does not need to be soft in the relationship Mm -hmm. that he's not because she has all those things for herself he's not earned the position or the right to exert some sort of leadership role in the relationship yeah and that sometimes is the rub now to to your point Mm -hmm. also what you described in another scenario could very much be someone who's abusive who throws up your degrees in your face who says oh um 
you're, you know, you're spoiled. Your daddy spoiled you, you know, ex- like th- those kinds of things are abusive. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that same set of circumstances with different men can mean different things. Well, and I, and I will say this. Yes. A part of me was very like, um, uh, came off as if I didn't need you. Cause I, again, I have a, a, yeah. a energy. Uh, yes. I know that now yeah. about myself, but, but I think that once you, um, arrive at a place and you can tell me what you think of this too mm-hmm. where you know who you are mm-hmm. um deeper than your favorite color is blue and you know your triggers yeah you are able to say okay i know that i, I come off this way in a way so mm-hmm. i need to make sure that the man that i'm dating isn't really triggered by that therefore he will then abuse me so i was dating men who were extremely um like i said insecure within themselves and that triggered something in them that made them abuse me. Um, and no, I was not throwing degrees in their face. Well, I got this mm-hmm. or I got that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the way that my personality is. Mm-hmm. I did not let them in a lot, especially. Mm. And again, it does not negate them abusing me because that was right. That, that two year relationship that I was in. In fact, our mutual friend, Scott, I literally had to call him on the phone and cut him off because my mm. boyfriend at that time told me, well, if you really love me, you you know, he didn't like me having male friends. Um, and so he was that type of male. And he he had a lot of insecurities okay. in him that now I just give him grace because I understand now, because I've done the work on myself, where that would have come from. Right. His family dynamic. and there was Right. But you knowing that you didn't cause that. Right. Exactly. Like, I can't make you. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. So yeah. um, you're you're you are so right that yeah. again it goes back to what we were saying earlier. We have to understand who we are, and be honest with ourselves. Can be can we actually be the woman that we say we want to be to get the relationship that we say we want to have? Go on that journey. And so I want to go. I do want to get on Will and Jada. We have not even touched on them yet. <laughs> do that because we touched on it, and I just want to make sure that um that you walk away uh you listening with a tangible uh, way to describe abandoning yourself because that's what a lot of us do and then we get in these relationships repeating patterns and so i'm gonna give a tangible example and i do i would abandon myself by having sex with men thinking that this was just the cost of dating this is the price so i would lower my standard abandon myself on the standard that I had been saying since high school, I'm gonna wait till I'm married or what have you. Mm-hmm. I would abandon myself, then get into these situations that always broke my heart. So I never actually guarded my heart and took the data collection in on, to, on who this man was and to right. see if he was suitable for me. Right. So that, that I just wanted to give a tangible example of that. And now let's move into how women can be toxic. I wanna give tangible examples of that too. Um, I know that I have some girlfriends and I'm okay. not don't do this, who go through the like the phone, like their man's phone. Oh. Okay. I think that is extremely toxic, but I would love to hear your mm. Mm, mm, mm. let's talk about that. Cause I actually post about that often. Yeah. Um, I've been married for almost 17 years. <clears throat> And I have never gone through my husband's phone. And even before I met him, you know, previous partners, I was never one to go through somebody's phone. 
And and one, it's several reasons. One, a phone is a is a piece of personal property, right? That's a personal, that's personal property. I have the same respect for people's phones that I do for people's diaries and journals. Mm. Mm. And so when you go through a person's phone, you breach privacy, you breach trust. If you are suspicious, then you need to ask, you need to, you need to ask questions. If you feel like you don't have the answers and the answers that you're given are going against your intuition, then you need to start taking inventory about the relationship and decide, right? Do I need to remain in the relationship? Because guess what? Going through a person's phone, catching a person cheating does not stop cheating. No. We just, we just get better at it essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't, that doesn't, that makes them more guarded and that makes them less likely to tell you why and that they are cheating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a no, no. There are, you are in a relationship and if you're married, you know, you're one. However, a person is still entitled to their own individual property. Yeah. 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 What I hear you saying is that we don't own the people that we're dating. No, no. It is a relationship, but you have, you don't have ownership over them. And honestly, I I truly believe that, you know, all darkness comes to light. So if you're cheating on me, you're going to find out eventually. And then I know that that is not going to kill me. And Mm -hmm. if I want to, you know what I mean? And so understanding that you are not going to shatter and break like glass because you figure out, you find out that somebody is cheating on you. But then the other part of the the cheating piece is signs are always there, number one. Even if it's just your intuition telling you, trust yes. your gut. Yes. The other part is, is so sis, when you find out the truth, what are you going to do? Are you going to leave? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or are you going to stay? And he decide or she decide, depending on, you know, your orientation, that they're still wanting to have this second partner. So if that's the case, are you in a place where you're like, okay, what is it that you are needing that one relationship doesn't? So see, knowing the truth causes you to have to look at yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because now what are you gonna do? What I remember, are you gonna do? Yeah, I remember watching. Um, and and I'll, I'll say this point, and then we'll move on to uh, Will and Jada. I do remember watching Dr. Phil, and uh, this woman was upset that her husband had cheated on her. Right, mm-hmm. and they were two years removed from that, and she was still punishing him for the act of cheating, even though she decided to stay and work on the marriage. And Dr. Phil said, "What are you afraid of?" Right. And she said, well, that he'll cheat again. And Dr. Phil said, and if he does, and what? Do you die? Make a decision today on what you will do the moment you find out he is cheating on you, if that ever happens again. Mm-hmm. Make the decision today. Have mm-hmm. your standard wherever your standard is mm-hmm. and say, if I find this out, it is over. It, 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 I think that a lot of us have to stop thinking that we are so fragile and that like, we are going to immediately die. I, I do know that it's, it's, it is traumatic and it's sad when breakups happen, mm-hmm. but I want us, and, and you can, you, from your standpoint, I want to hear too, but I just feel like we're so afraid of dating and getting close because we don't want to be hurt, but that's mm-hmm. just a part of life. And for my faith-based women, 
um, we are Christian and God does not promise us this rosy butterfly unicorn life. He actually says, count it all joy if you go through trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. Do I believe that the trials and tribulations need to be a man cheating on you? No. But what I'm saying is you are not going to die. You are not that fragile. Right. And, 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 and here's the clinical uh, basis is that if an affair happens, I had to jump in here real quick to introduce you to Single You Merch. Yeah, that's right, Single You, the podcast. We have merch now. Yeah, because affirmations, they can be on something better than a post-it note on your mirror. Yeah, how about affirmations on your couch in the form of a throw pillow or on your bed in the form of a throw pillow for encouragement? Singleyou.shop for you to buy the single you merch, okay? You deserve it for picking you and breaking up with him. Christmas, New Year, Valentine's Day. Oh, totally your birthday. <gasps> your best friend or your best friend's birthday. <laughs> Simply because you want to encourage yourself, you want to encourage your best friend on any day that ends with Y. You can shop Single You merch right now at singleyou.shop. The link will be in the show notes. The throw pillows, what do they say on them? One says, happiness over history. Another, happily single. And another one says, sis, don't do all that healing just to date another broken man. Hashtag stay sharp. Yeah, that's on the pillow. And lastly, singleness is not a punishment. The throw pillows are available right now, just in time for Christmas. More to come, but do your shopping right now at singleyou.shop. It's not just the cheating partner's um, accountability that needs to be taken into consideration. Both parties. Because usually, usually people will make their needs known or their um, their uh, propensities known before the affair happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oftentimes, it's not heard. It's not validated. It's minimized. Um, something as simple as you know. Oh, I come, you know, when I come home, my wife acts like, you know, I annoy her. She belittles me. I feel emasculated. And then you got this woman at work that listens to you, that um, takes your advice, that asks for your assistance, that is kind, yeah. right? But you've already talked to your wife about, like, I don't like the way you treat me. I don't like the way you talk to me. Um, you're controlling all these things, right? But you just, well, I don't know what to tell you because you, you my mama was like this. My grandmama was like this, you know, whatever, whatever. And I'm a strong black woman. Yeah. He's told you in so many words that this is unattractive, not arousing, hurtful, yep. harmful. Yep. Right. But then when you find out that he's seeing Susie from work, you have a whole come apart. <laughs> not Susie. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. You have a whole come apart. Because here's yep. the thing also. Black women, we have been indoctrinated. We have been programmed to have a disdain for our men like no other race. Mm. Oh, that's so good. 
and to be so annoyed by them and to be so annoyed and frustrated. Oh, men. Oh, black men. Oh, they are dogs. Oh, I'm like that. Like, good Lord. Yeah. Well, sis, be by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like we're schizophrenic because then, but then we want to pray Sierra's prayer and get a Russell Wilson type of that we can't keep. That we can't keep because we're so hard. Um, okay, so let's move on to Jada and Will Smith. So I have a lot of things to say, but I'm going to let you say them first. Um, this is what I want y'all to know what C wrote on her Facebook status. And I was like, bloop. <laughs> like she doesn't, bloop, say it for the people to back. She said, when you address the elephant in your relationship, the skeletons in your closet and your deepest fears, Jada and Will will trigger you less. So I want to know what you meant by that status on your Facebook page. What were you thinking? And then I have follow-up questions. Sure. So um, I haven't been able to watch like the full episodes lately about, you know, a red table talk. Um, Are you specifically talking about the one with her and um, what's her name from Goop? I'll tell you her quote if you haven't seen it. Okay, yeah. So tell me the quote because I, I saw some of the highlights, but I haven't been able to watch in the full context. But then I'm going to explain to you. So let's talk. What was the quote? Right. And so I saw everybody's uproar first about what Jada had said about her relationship. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking she had specifically said something that was mm -hmm, maybe on the side of mean, right? And disrespectful. Okay to will because that's what a lot of the men were saying yes jada is disrespectful i even had one of my friends who i i i he's a joy but he did say he felt like uh will could not handle jada and that jada was the alpha and that um uh, jada was was basically disrespecting his manhood so then i watched the red table talk see this is what jada said and i wrote it down because i wanted to say it on this podcast and i quote it's hard. The thing Will and I talk about a lot is the journey. We started in this at a very young age, you know, 22 years old. Mm -hmm. That's why the accountability part really hit me, really hit for me, because I think you expect your partner to know what you need, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to sex. It's like, well, if you love me, you should know. If you love me, you should read my mind. That's mm -hmm. a huge pitfall. Yeah. So what would <laughs> I have so many questions on, I heard this and I said, I had to like rewind it and I listened to it twice to figure out what the uproar was. So we know that they took, that they paraphrased horribly, right? We know that. 100%. Yeah. Um, but, but historically, Will and Jada have always been very open in discussing very difficult topics that we usually are hush hush about, ignore, think that they will resolve themselves just because it's magical, right? Yeah. Um, the other part, one of the things that I, that we have to remember is that we don't know the rules of engagement in Will and Jada's marriage. So we don't know what they both have consented to, signed off on, whose idea was what, we don't know that, okay? That's the other part. And one of the reasons that I respect both Will and Jada is because Will has never come out and dogged his wife. Ever. So if you think that the things that she says, she hasn't already discussed with her husband? <laughs> no, that's the first thing. The other thing is 
people who are self-aware can respect this part of Jada mm -hmm. and Will. Jada and Will are constantly reevaluating who they are and reaching to become their best self over and over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And most people don't have that level of self-awareness and won't even go to level one. I, I am who I am. And um, and he just gonna have to accept me for me. And, and I'm too old it. to change. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And I just say, before you move on, you had a great point there. We are so used to, especially in the black community, and I know that it comes from slavery and that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. We are so good at keeping secrets and brushing things under the rug, okay? Especially when it comes to marriages and what uh, what um, people mean by marriage is hard. Mm -hmm. And that. in yeah. this quote that I got from Miss Jada, baby girl was just saying, I finally had to take accountability for not letting Will know Hello? that I'm pleased in the bedroom. Yes. And, I like this, and I like that and I don't like this. And I'm sure Will yes. the same. But we are not having these conversations. No, we're not. So when somebody brings it up, it's oh my god, he embarrassed. Right. Her. And what's you are embarrassed about Yes, because you are embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and the interesting thing about it was before I even knew what the quote was, when they paraphrased it and said, you know, Jada says that uh sex with no. Will is hard, or it's hard sleeping with Will or something. That was the paraphrase. Even when they said that, my point was this. My my post was this. And men just kind of lost their mind. My point was this. Do you know how many married persons live in emotionally destitute relationships because they don't talk about these things? But you're happy because your grandparents stay together for 50 years and they're living in the same house, sleeping in different beds and hoping the other person doesn't wake up tomorrow so they could be free. They would die so I can fulfill my... Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. But mm -hmm. but you're coming for, for Jada and Will for saying we really had to reevaluate these things in our relationship and it's okay, it's healthy to do that. It is okay. Yes. And that is, oh my God, why they got to talk about this stuff out in the public? That's the same thing. That's the, that's the toss. That's a byproduct of the toxic um, belief and mantra in the black collective. What happens is in this house stays in this house when help is out there, help is out there. But that's the thing. Like we want what we want, right? We say, oh, I want this healthy relationship. I want the Russell Wilson. I want a relationship that's long lasting. But we but don't- But you can't even tell your man that his 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 cunnilingus skills ain't up the par. You want to try something more risque. You want to do it more- Right. You don't have these questions. It's, and they'll, there's there are all these articles on how women fake it in the bedroom and 80% of women or whatever are faking it or are faking it. <laughs> how is that a good relationship? That is not going to be fruitful, flourishing, or fulfilling. Well, wait a minute. Women that don't even, that have never taken a mirror and looked yeah. at their parts. Yeah. That don't know that there's a urethra and a vaginal opening, and they're not the same thing. Yeah. That, yeah. that can't read their, 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 their vaginal discharge and cervical mucus as it change, changes with their cycle. Yeah. That can't tell if they have a yeast infection, if they're ovulating, 
like that don't even know their own bodies. Yeah. But you're expecting for a man who wasn't born with a vagina to, to be able to, to, to be able to please you. To be able to but wait a minute. Mm -hmm. But then <laughs> you only give <laughs> but then you only give hand on special occasions. On his birthday. <laughs> on his birthday. <laughs> girl. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. But then when you give okay. it. It's begrudgingly. You mad. <laughs> Come over <on, man. laughs> here. You know? What are you doing? Yes, yes, yes yeah, yeah. I, I want to, and <laughs> so I want to go back to this too. So there was, um, obviously Will Smith has his book, Will Out, and he's doing all these interviews. And yeah. if you have not watched the Will Smith and Oprah interview on Apple TV, I encourage everybody to watch that powerful interview because mm. I've loved Will since I was nine. If you ask my mom, that was my first boyfriend. I thought me and little Will are going to get married <laughs> and I still love him. And there's nothing Will can do wrong. I love him. Okay. Love him. Right. So, right. So I have his book. I'm watching the, the episode and I did before I saw this, this interview with Oprah, did think that their relationship was kind of messy. I mean, the the whole August Alcina was messy to me. And I was just like, oh my God, but I love you so much. And I, I want you guys to win. But then when I heard Will say this, and I'll read it to you. Okay. I was like, Will and Jada are more on the same page than we think that they are. I, and I don't know them, obviously. Right. But this is what Will said. And I quote, there is no person that will fill your hole. The spiritual journey is finding your joy and bliss without vampirically using others. Finding that joy without medication or distractions. It's about being able to find that contentment within yourself and not with external stimuli. Now, I had to look up the word vampirically. I said, what the heck with vampires? And yes, yes. I mean, literally sucking, trying yes. to suck joy and happiness out of others so that you can wear it. Mm -hmm. And then Oprah went on to say, and then when you do come together, it's a whole nother level of intimacy. It's a whole nother level. And that is what we are missing, right? Yes. We don't even know how to master self outside of a relationship. Yes. 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 Trying yes. to find it within a man. If I could just get this ring, see. Because I remember, I said marriage doesn't make you whole. Yes. Right? Yeah. And yeah. you hear people like you just said, like, because when I get this job, I'm gonna be happy. Yeah. Cause when I get this house, yep. I'm gonna be good. When yeah. I get this ring, when I get this marriage, I'll be complete. Yep. No, no, baby. No, ma'am. Mm, no. And no, I love how you said that Jada and Will uh, reevaluate themselves and their relationships often. And um, they are doing it um, not necessarily in front of us. I think they handle a lot of things behind closed doors. Oh, definitely. And then they decide, okay, let's share this with the I think family. that they share the very powerful and the revelations that come from the work that they do. And because they're even talking about it, people think, Oh my God, they're sharing too much. Like it really made people uncomfortable because people were even, if you saw commenting under my post, um, but sis, why they gotta tell everybody? You don't have to listen to it. You don't. You get choice in this matter. You can scroll, you you can mute, you don't have to listen to it. But if their revelation they didn't come sit in your living room. They did not. But if their revelation, if their aha moments save and release and free and flow up 
another person's relationship, so be it. I'm telling you, free and me, the 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 journey that I've been on since 2017, and then I've been abstinence for three years now. Uh, yeah, abstinent for uh, yeah for three years now, mm-hmm. and the journey that I've been on. The hole that I found out that that okay, let me start over. So once I got out of that emotionally abusive relationship, the journey that I went on was because I realized there were conversations that were not had with me. So instead of having this underdeveloped, over-spiritualized and over-fantasized thought of relationships, I really wanted to get down to the nitty gritty and understand who I was, understand my values and my standards, and then do everything that I could to protect that. So I had to go on this journey of re-evaluating myself on a consistent basis. It's, it's then, every day. Exactly. Which then I will copy and paste in a relationship, which is exactly what you said Jada and Will are doing. They're on this constant reevaluation. It isn't it isn't this, oh, we meet each other, we lock eyes, I have the butterflies, and then we'll have this peaceful, fulfilling relationship for the rest of our lives. No. No. It is because our grandparents, our parents did not have these conversations with no. them. And that's why your grandfather had a whole family across town. And that's why your grandmother was doing her thing with the deacon and hiding everything. Like we are such a secretive culture and <sighs> again, I know it comes from slavery, but it is at our detriment yes. and look at our relationships. So we end up being like Danny Lay and the baby because look, nobody conversation with them about baby girl. When I say marriage is hard, this is not what I mean. It doesn't mean he right. gets disrespect you. It doesn't mean you right. should go down and have babies with people you don't even know. Right. Actually, here is how you find a suitable partner. And right. let's go through that. And let's teach you how to discern. Let's and for women, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for women too, because I because I want to bring up the, the I, again, I didn't see the, was it a video? Are you talking about Danny Lay or? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I didn't see the whole thing. Because he like put her out, but he was saying that she attacked him. Yeah, so the baby went live because he was Ma'am, like, Ma'am, you don't get to attack, you don't get to attack a man because you're mad. No, you don't. That's domestic violence. That is domestic. Oh, that's another thing that um going back to the list of how women can be toxic. We think that we can cuss out, hit, smash his forehead, mm-hmm. and, and then the moment he does it to us, is oh my god, he Ooh. hit. Because I tell I tell people, a man has the right to defend himself, and your gender is not protection, and he's probably a little stronger than you. So, you might want to check yourself before him defending himself defending himself causes you pain. Mm. Right now, Mm. that's different from a physically abusive man. That is very different. But I have seen. Men that have scratches, bite marks, um, been, you know, hit with objects. Yep. Um, he's driving and she's punching him, you know, in the face, spat on. Yeah. That's not okay. Not okay. It's not okay. Because you're angry because you're not getting the relationship you want. You right. have to, I just, it, it is interesting to me and very sad. You know, I started this episode um, with saying, I wish everybody had to take at least one psychology, sociology uh, course. Yeah. Because like you said, psychology is the studying of our soul. And 
Is that that's what that was the quote, right? Yeah. And my first pillar in Single You Academy is knowing who you are deeper than your favorite color is blue. Mm-hmm. So if you know your triggers, if you mm-hmm. understand your values, if you understand how to discern, if you understand how to get the Russell Wilson that you want, we would actually have better relationships. And we would actually have a better single season before we get into a relationship because now you would know yourself and then you would not allow somebody like the baby to get even two weeks past. Like you you would date him and then Dada Clay be like, nope, he's not the one because look at his character, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. As Dr. Phil says, the best way to determine somebody's future behavior is to look at their past behavior. Mm-hmm. Now, now, I'm not saying that people can't change. Right. From what we see, yeah, the baby has been working on himself and neither has Danny Lay. So the other thing, right, neither, either of them, right, they're both kind of trying to fill each other's hole. But the other thing is like, the baby's name is the baby. I'm not going to date anybody. First of all, I'm not dating rappers. I'm 38. I don't have time. Um, So I'm not doing that. Um, So we're not, I'm not, I'm not nurturing this rap dream that you have. I'm not doing it. I I know myself enough to know I'm not equipped for that. And I'll hurt your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, it's really that knowing yourself part and not being afraid to cut your losses. And stop thinking that breaking up with somebody or being single is a failure. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you are able to, you know what you want, you know, your issues, you know, what you, um, what you attract, like, and that's, that's another thing of, you know, women are sometimes like, I keep tracking the same, the same kind of man. Yeah. You do keep attracting the same kind of man. So what is going on within you that is resonating with that kind of man yeah and let me and let me give you something tangible um shout out to you kimmy on instagram yes you can ask a question uh go ahead and type it and um we can get to it we will so I, this is what um uh so i've arrived at a place where um i am at peace and i have filled a lot of the crevices um you know i've done a lot of the shadow work and i have arrived at a place where i am at peace and now I no longer attract those kinds of men that we complain about. I was just telling somebody the other day, I was like, yo, the last three men that I've talked to in this past 2021, they've actually, the caliber of them have been way higher. They have been up here. Now it just didn't work out because it didn't work out because- mm-hmm. Which is okay. Right. Because even if they're a good man, it still doesn't mean they're for me. Yeah. Right. I'm still looking for somebody who's suitable for me and I'm suitable for him. But when yeah. I tell you, baby, hear me when I tell you this. OK, you listening who is on this journey of trying to figure out why I keep getting into these dysfunctional mm-hmm. relationships and you are attracting these men. Once you do the work, you will attract better caliber because you will be better caliber. Yeah will be a different woman. Yes. And so all of a sudden they start showing up and then your pickings get better. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and the side effect of that is dating better. Yeah. Um, so, okay. This is what I want to end with. Um, first, I just want to, to recap um, what we could learn from Will and Jada in this situation. Maybe you have a list um, and I'll say mine and then I'll let you say, okay, say yours. Sure. For, sure. Um, so this is what I wrote down. To start talking about sex early in these dating situations, right? Now, I have taken sex off the table and I'm abstinent and will be until I find my suitable partner. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean we have to sign the dotted line of marriage, 
but he has to be suitable for me. And until mm -hmm. I find that, we won't be having sex. But I do want to talk about sex a lot uh, in these relationships, because if finances and sex are the top two reasons why people get a divorce, yep. then we need to be talking about these quickly, like um, not quickly, but so, um, soon when you feel comfortable. Right. Um, and definitely often reevaluate right. the situation. Second, right. Stop thinking he is going to make you happy. It's about the journey. It is about the journey within yourself and mastering mm -hmm. yourself. And number three, we get to design our relationship. Okay. I know I said what we can learn from Will and Jana, but honestly, you need to set the standards for yourself and stop looking at, well, my grandparents were married yes. for two years, or this is how the baby and Danny Lay are. This is how whatever guru is on Instagram telling you, mm -hmm. you need to date this way and you need to do this. No, you get to design that for you. And the yeah. quicker you do that, the better off you will be in relationships. Okay. What do you think we can learn from Will and Jada? I think that Will and Jada are, you know, there there is a reason that they've been together for 20 something years. There's a reason that they have been able to blend, you know, families, right? He has an older son, Trey. They all get along together. It all works very, very well. They had to come to that maturity, but they were open to and trusting. And it was very difficult um, in the beginning for them. But what they've done throughout their relationship is reassessing. If you think about it, on your job, right? Most people, if you're working for someone else, there's a point every six months or, or once a year where you have to sit down and evaluate your performance, evaluate what you've been doing, evaluate if this is still a good fit, right? And if it is, great, gold stars. But if it's not, here are the things that we need to work on. And while it may be difficult and you think you know everything, you might need to take this class, right? So so we we can learn from them not being to learn from them to not be afraid to fix, yeah. not be afraid to explore, not be afraid to discuss, to verbalize, not be afraid to ask questions, ask questions to your partner. Yeah, yeah. He should know, I mean, I don't gotta you know, raise him or teach him, ma'am. Why are we in a relationship? Why are just, we Just stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, we have just a stop. idea of what relationships are and we just want company. We don't really want to love on somebody the way that God intended us to. Yeah, or no. the way that they want to be loved. There we go. There we go. The way that he yeah. wants to be loved. One of the things that I get, and I'm always encouraging a lot of my female uh, patients and clients is your husband. Well, I feel like I'm supporting him and I do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But he says, I'm not supporting him. I said, hmm, I wonder if you can ask him what does support look like to you? Instead of assuming that you know what he needs. And do it. And do it <laughs> the way that he wants it done. Love it. You wanted to be in this relationship. So love yeah. on yeah. yeah. And be accountable. Be be open. Be receptive to what he has to say. Be yeah. I can't tell you how many men in the end. I can't tell you how many men 
are walking on eggshells in their relationships. Yeah. Because I don't want to, you know how, you know how my wife is, you know how my girl is, you know how I'm out, you know, like, no. Yeah. Again, you should be um, a place of pleasure for him. You should be a sanctuary for him. You should be sweetness for him. And he in turn should be that protector. He's got, he's anticipating needs of you, the family, the household before they even come up. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, I'm going to say you don't have to worry about a thing, but he very much is capable of handling those things. And you don't have to be in control every day, all the time, making things happen because you're allowing things to flow in that way. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out how I want to end this because I, I have so many more questions, but I, I know that we need to end here. We'll do a part two. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so I will, um, I have two questions from uh, comments. So uh, Christopher says, I'm looking for someone serious to be together with, but I find it difficult. Um, if someone is finding it difficult to date, um, what what would be some tangible advice that you would maybe give them? Because I have what I would say, but um, yeah, how would you answer that question? It's always you. Mm. That's so good. Every time. Is. Yep, and there it is. Yeah, it's yeah. always you. Yeah. And and that's not to say like, oh my God, you're such a bad person. And that's not blame. That's accountability. Yeah. Right. So then you have to start to explore. Well, in the how, why am I attracting these people? What part of dating is difficult for me? Because you can only control yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You can't control the dating pool. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you said that and it brought up this, too. It's not promised. It's it's not prom. It's not a promise that God made. So for my faith based women, which are my ideal clients, God never promised you a husband. Um, and that doesn't make you whole, which is why it's not a promise on your life. You could die. So if I die today, single, God is not going to be like, well, you were single. So you're going to hell. I'm still going to be, he's still going to tell me my good and faithful servant. So I think that when we believe that we just deserve this, mm -hmm. I just, you are just the, the universe, God or whatever is just supposed to mm -hmm. give it to me. This right. is just what's supposed to happen. That is why dating is difficult for a lot. Well, one of the reasons. There's another reason, which is fear. We, we fear a lot mm -hmm. of things. But I, I just want everybody to remember that it's not a promise. It's not. Um, and now I don't know your conversations that you're having with God. And maybe he did promise. Mm -hmm. it, you feel like he did. And that's a different story. Mm -hmm. But but scripturally, it's not a promise. In yeah. fact, Paul says it's better to be single. So just remember that when you're dating. And then one more question was... Um, what about the parents who keep raising these types of men? Women can't choose better if um, it's if they're not being raised. To me, that's a scarcity mindset. Um, and yes. You answer as well, but I just I I, I can't um, I can't be out here in these dating streets worried about how women are raising their men or how they were parents, raised. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I just I can't. I just need to when I meet him then that is when, again, we data collect. And if he is not suitable for me, then okay. He's just not suitable for me. 
Because the issue, to answer her question directly, the issue isn't the kind of men that is being, you know, that are being raised. The issue is the kind of man that she continues to attract. So again, the answer is you. Always you. It's always you. For women and men, for people. For women and men. It's always you. Exactly. Because then because then I could say, well, what about the what about these types of parents that are raising these kinds of women who are hard, entitled, selfish? unyielding forceful right we could say the flip side of that so how about this how about but y'all aren't ready for this conversation so i'm just gonna say it and then we're gonna dip out <laughs> but how about this how about we stop having children until we've actually arrived at a place where we actually know who we are and we are in a healthy relationship because i do feel bad for children like future's children and the baby's children like i feel really bad for them and we always mm -hmm about generational curses, about how white men did this to us and whatever, but we never want to talk about the genera uh, the generational curses that we are putting on ourselves. But we don't want to be held accountable mm -hmm. for who we're choosing to be our baby mama and baby daddies. So that's, that. I, I just, that's- yeah. Because that's the thing, like you're having, you're having children, but you chose the person that you had a child with. You made that decision. He got me pregnant. No, no. it's not how that works, right? No. This is outside of, of a course, a rape. But no, you right. chose to have consensual right. sex, mm -hmm. probably unprotected, mm -hmm. right? Or you chose to lay down and continue with this person. Maybe you chose him. Yeah. And for the men, you chose her. You chose her. You know, I, Lawrence on um, Insecure, you chose her. Sorry. Like, I know if y'all watch Insecure, <laughs> that whole thing, like, that is such a common um storyline and theme in our real society and it breaks my heart and then everybody's all surprised that we got pregnant and right you chose you chose them you and chose now them. you have to you are continuing to pay for decisions that you made years ago that's just the interest on that purchase it's, yeah. it's just kind of what it is right right yeah okay. so um if i'm listening to this see and i'm like um okay, I've been in this, this cycle of dysfunctional relationships and I want to stop that. Mm -hmm. What is the first thing or things that she should do? Recognizing that she wants to stop it and knowing that it's possible. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Then what is the route that you want to go about in trying to be different and trying to improve yourself? What is the route that you want to go? What is the most effective route? Are you wanting to see a therapist? Are you wanting to talk to girlfriends, which I never recommend? Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So yeah. what kind of help, assistance, insight, guidance are you receptive to? Because you may not want to hear the truth. So where are you in that in that journey of, okay, I know I have this type of pattern. I want to break this. What am I open to right now? Yeah. Ooh, mm -hmm. that's good. Yeah. So what I hear you saying is when you arrive at that place and you are ready to stop the cycle of dysfunctional relationships, you need to be intentional about that. You can't just say, well, I want to do this and yeah. then do it. Right. Yeah. You have to learn how to execute that. Yes. You're going to have to sit down and say, who can help me get to this place? Can you do it on your own? Some people can. Some people mm -hmm. need wise counsel. So mm -hmm. what are you going to do to become the woman you say you want to be? 
All right. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. So did we miss anything? This has been a great conversation. I didn't even get to the, all the questions that I had on the thing. I, wanna, I, right? know. So, um, I know. Did we miss anything? Do you have any last words um, for the woman who's listening and she's been in this cycle? Any question, if they could put in the comment, likely the, the first level of response is, it is you. It always comes back to you. So be open to that and be willing to explore that. Hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for this episode of Single You, the podcast. As always, thanks for listening and watching. And thank you for your, um, your comments. If you have any questions after we're done, go ahead and send me a DM. If you want to get a hold of C, her website is um, scrolling across the screen here. And if you miss it, you can DM me. My DM is always open. Slide into my DM, girl, women only. <laughs> I don't date on Instagram. <laughs> I'd be ignoring the heck out of me. <laughs> um, but you can slide into my DM. Serious, seriously, if you have any questions about making the first step on becoming the woman you want to be. Okay? All right. Bye. Bye. Consider me your homegirl in your head. Again, it's Rika. And if you need to reach out to me, listen, don't hesitate. It's not going to be weird on Twitter and on Instagram. I am just me, Rika. That's R-E-K-A. And I'm going to put my Twitter, Instagram, and email in the show notes, okay? You can also join me over in my private Facebook group titled Singleness is Not a Punishment. I mean, come on, who am I? <laughs> you know my tagline? That's my private Facebook group. The link will also be in the show notes. Now, if I said something that resonated with you and really helped you, please share this podcast with a friend because sharing is caring and you shouldn't be sitting on all this good information. So share it with your homegirl, okay? Or your homeboy. <laughs> please do that. Also, don't forget to subscribe and then you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. And if you have time, can you do me a favor? It'll help me out as a small business owner and a podcaster. Will you leave a rating on this episode? All you got to do is say that you liked it or you can even type out what you took away from this episode. It really helps me and keeps me going, providing free content for you. So thank you so much for doing that. Production, my intro was made by one of the greats in production land. His name is James Tyler. Thank you for my intro. And he used Beyonce's single ladies, Sorry Not Sorry by Demi Lovato. He used Dua Lipa, her song, New Rules, and also Truth Hurts by Lizzo. All right, that's all I got for you this episode. We will talk again on the next one.